family, the people who bring the greatest joy to your life, and the greatest aggravation. Welcome to In Support of Families. Here are your hosts, David and Emily Penrod. Hello. Today we're making a case for families. Families? What do they need a case for? You know, some people make the argument that the family is has failed. You know, certainly, I think the family is under attack. But I, I disagree that we no longer need families. I think families are a fundamental building block of any strong society. I've seen many societies in my study of history that didn't support families and they didn't do well, at least not for very long. And those that did support families and encouraged families did much better. This topic intrigues me enough. I did some research and I found there are actually many benefits to family life. Did you know that? You mean besides just having a smiling wife with dinner ready? Far more than that. Did you know you are more likely to live longer because you have children? Wow, I thought they were gonna do me in. No, no. According to an article I read on Harvard Health Benefits, Researchers collected data on everyone born in Sweden between 1911 and 1925. That was more than 1.4 million people. And they found that as compared with childless individuals, those who had children had a slightly longer life expectancy. By age 60, life expectancy was two years longer for men and 1.5 years longer for women. And they found parents lived longer well into advanced age. By age 80, life expectancy was still longer. Nine months for men, seven months longer for women. And you know, you have to stop and say why. This article refers to previous studies that had been done that showed that parents have healthier habits. They are less likely to smoke, they don't drink as much, they're more physically active, and they eat better diets. Well, I can certainly understand the more physically active, because if you just lounge around all the time, you're definitely going to be shorting your lifespan. Yes, and you remember when our children were little, we spent a lot of time, there. we got a lot of physical activity just oh, trying boy. to keep track of them, keep up with them. Where are they sleeping now? What are they doing? What are they getting into? Did they go down the street and are they getting into trouble at the neighbor's house? Did they take the bike? Did they, are they pestering the dog? Uh, and, what and, is it? <laughs> you know, we have to admit, didn't we more go on outings more often? We went hiking more often, swimming, biking to the park, more when we had young children living at home. Yeah, now we only get that when you invite the grandkids to go to the park or something, and then we <laughs> then we get to take them out. All right, so that, and that makes sense. I'm also remembering when I was growing up that my dad took it seriously that he knew that as children, we would imitate what he ate. We would adopt his eating habits. So I remember any time my mother served healthy food, at that time liver was considered to be a very healthy thing to eat. And he would say, oh boy, liver, and he would just eat it with gusto. 
And then one time, as a, an adult, I invited him over for dinner and decided to serve his favorite food, liver. And it was then I found out he never liked it. He only ate it to be a good example. That was a real eye-opener for me. With a straight face yet. Yes. He was a very good actor. He could have won, a, won an Academy Award. But it's not just that they have healthier habits. They also have more social interactions. You know, think about it. Just networking with other parents, arranging times to get our children together, contacting the school, anyone else who was uh, soccer coaches, anyone else who interacted with our children. There are a lot more social interactions. Those are established. And studies show that makes a difference. The more social interactions you have, the longer you can expect to live. Now there is also the point that children help support their parents in their old age. And, you know, someone who doesn't have children doesn't always get to enjoy this benefit. There is that plus two. So the argument that could, could be made if you have a neighbor who doesn't have children and they're getting on in age, to make sure you interact with them, visit them on a regular basis. I remember as a kid, I used to visit with a lot of the older people that uh, didn't have children, at least at home anymore. And we used to think it was a, a great diversion to be able to go spend some time and talk to them and get the treats that they almost always would give us. <laughs> so as kids, we, we loved interacting with old people, and I think it did us good. And, uh, and I think any interaction of a service nature or of a friendly nature between any two people is is always beneficial to your health. Not only your physical health, but your emotional health. And this is another advantage of families. And in the past, we've considered a family to be just mom, dad, children. But families can include a single parent, Anyone who is sharing their lives with each other, sharing living space, and providing each other with support. And it's that emotional support that is so critical. You know, Abraham Maslow, uh, several decades ago, came up with the hierarchy of needs. Do you remember learning about that? A sense of belonging is one of the foundations of meeting our needs. We have our physical needs that, that must be addressed first. But we also need to feel like we belong, that we're part of a group that's bigger than we are. That need must be met before we can progress on to achieving our goals and reaching out to others and becoming a better person. We do tend to be social animals and uh, life is much more fulfilled or enjoyable when we are around other people. Maybe not exclusively 100%. We do need some downtime and alone time. But if we have 98% alone time, we're not going to be as happy as if we have some greater percentage of social interaction. Well, just think about when you have exciting news. You just got a promotion at work. Doesn't it feel good to share that with someone? Yeah, and the, talking to the mirror doesn't cut it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And what about that? 
you know, when there's a crisis, aren't there those times you need a sounding board, someone to just talk to, someone to vent to, someone that you can trust who will, you know, will not be judging you. They will just allow you to speak freely, listen to your words, maybe even give you a wake-up call. But you know they're doing it because they care about you. That's always very helpful. And sometimes you do need a little bit of different perspective to allow you to see the other side of the argument as to whether you're making a decision that's going to be for your good or not for your good. Because you've already got your perspective and that's the only one you're seeing. And sometimes just being taken out of your own head is the most valuable perspective to have. I remember uh, my sister once commenting on how much she appreciated a friend who could keep her from taking herself too seriously. <laughs> and you know, sometimes close friends become family, don't they? Darn near. Yeah. We've, we've had a few times in our life when, uh, when we had foreign exchange students or kids in the neighborhood that our kids got close to, and they practically became family. Yes, 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 they did. I remember that. Now, some families, you notice, have a shared sense of purpose. Their values are the same. Maybe they set a goal together. You know, there are families that perform together. The Osmonds, the King sisters, families that have a business together. I know a lot of very successful family businesses a lot of times a family can give you that sense of purpose, that direction, and that, again, that strong sense of belonging, being a vital member of a team. Yep, there have been a lot of uh, more successful teams than there have been to totally solo acts. It's a rare actor that can get on stage and do a totally solo act that would ever win an Academy Award. And what is that quote about, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far. Get a team. Get a team. Families are that fundamental team in our society. Now, families also help meet the needs of those who can't care for themselves. Think of a helpless newborn baby. They would die without a family to care for them. And not just the physical care. Do you remember that research where they had infants in an orphanage and they found there was one ward where the babies thrived. In the other wards, the babies didn't live long. But in this one, they thrived. And they wanted to find out what made the difference. And they found out that the, the caretakers in the other wards were just doing the physical care. They were just feeding them. But in this one ward, the woman in charge was picking them up, was loving them, was singing to them, crooning to them, and that made the difference in whether or not they survived. So it's that care for those who are not able to take care of themselves. And then also this explains the longevity, because you have the younger members of the family caring for the elderly. Absolutely. And, and when they figure those statistics, they're averaging the number of people from any given age to 
the extreme age. And if you're losing a lot in the very early years, that's going to really cut down on the longevity expectation. That's whereas, true. Whereas later on, it's not as critical and it's not going to make that big of a st statistical difference. But the contact is still important because we live in a community with a lot of older people and they need that contact as well. Yes. And we can provide that. You know, and when, you know what's dear to my heart with my background in special education, I, I feel very strongly about including people with special needs. And for a child born with special needs, how important that family is. You know, there's a saying that a concerned mother does more research than the FBI. <laughs> and I have seen that over and over again when a child is born with a medical, you know, physical or mental challenge. The parents want the best life for their child and they're best qualified to decide what that means and how to provide it. That's why I, I always felt when I went to an IEP meeting that we needed to listen to the parents because they understood that child better than anyone else. But a lot of, and a lot of students I worked with did much better than anyone would have expected. You know, looking at their diagnoses, what their challenges were. They far exceeded anyone's expectations in most cases because of supportive parents, because of a strong family unit behind them, building them, encouraging them, lifting them up. It was beautiful to see. And, and it doesn't have to be a parent. Other people can join in and help the parents out because especially if you've got two parents working they could use some support from outside, either a grandparent or a neighbor or something like that, because uh, it is important to, to have good supervision, loving care, and for more hours than sometimes we can provide as, as the single parent or even as a two-working two parent family. Oh, the power of the extended family. I agree. I love seeing these uncles and aunts taking their nieces and nephews on outings and just being involved in their lives, showing up for their dance recitals and sports games. That's beautiful. Your brother just had his 80th birthday, and it was really interesting to me to see this was put on by his second wife. His first wife had passed away. And he married this other lady who also had some children of various ages. He still had some young ones. And it was interesting to hear that not only his children could remember great things that they appreciated about him, but so did the steps, including his second wife's brothers and sisters. Everybody found that the way this particular marriage worked and the support that they gave whichever kids were there, whether it was his kids or her kids, they all got the support. And everybody appreciated that. And yeah. everybody remembered it. Oh, that was so that was so touching when I heard 
those stepsons saying they how much they loved him and appreciated him and that he had taught them what it meant to be a husband and a father. And that was despite the fact that when they first got married, a lot of those kids on both sides of the family didn't like the idea that mom or dad was getting married to somebody else and replacing their mom or dad. Oh, that's hard. That's a hard transition to make. There's another one that I saw recently, and it actually went viral when it uh, when it was out there. It got picked up by the news wires, and it went worldwide. About a young girl, I think she was somewhere around 10, decided she wanted to make a difference to people's lives. And so she started going to a, a care facility for older people. And she would just go around and visit them. And she always took a pen and a paper, a notepad, and she would write down the person's name and she would just ask them how they were doing. And, and her first visit w included the question, if you could have three wishes, what would they be? And she would diligently write down everything that they said. And it usually wasn't something like, like I wish I were 20 years younger. No, it was, it was simple things. So one person asked for a flower and somebody else asked for, you know, uh, their favorite snack. Uh, but she would diligently write down everything that they wanted. And then she would spend the next week doing everything she could, to, doing extra chores to earn money and whatnot, to see if she could accumulate those things that these people wanted. And then on her next visit, she would deliver them. And wow. that story went viral. Oh, I can believe that. Wow. And now, so, that makes you wonder, what did her parents teach her? You know, how do you raise a child like that? That is so kind, so compassionate. Wow. Now, in addition to parents being actually the first teachers, teachers a child has being so responsible for the quality of the education they get, because we live in an age where there is, there is school choice. There is some in most states. You do have some options. There are some charter schools. In some cases, private schools are an option. Parents doing the research and putting in the effort, and maybe it's just communicating with the local public school, communicating with the teacher, working out an agreement, explaining their child's unique needs, and offering to volunteer in the classroom just to make sure their child gets a quality education. How valuable. And of course, the most profound and impactful education they will receive is the one they get at home. And you never know when you're volunteering to help out with something like that in the schools, you never know when that's going to hit you as well. How many people do we know that volunteered in the schools when their kids were there and they're still volunteering in those schools here 20 years later? Because they love it. Yes, I know. Now, along with what parents teach their children, there's the finances. You know, parents have that opportunity to teach their children how to manage money, how to have a positive relationship with money so they know how to save it, how to invest it, and how to make it their servant and not their master. And this is all part of the financial security of a family, 
because in a family, all working members are contributing, they're sharing the resources, and you can have a higher standard of living in a family than an individual living alone. Yeah, when everybody's working together and considering one another rather than just focused on their own wants, uh, that can very easily happen. We've known some families that were able to raise large families with small incomes, and we've known some other people with small families and large incomes that couldn't make ends meet. Again, learning, managing those resources, very important lesson that children learn in the home. Well, I feel strongly about families. I feel passionate about them. I'm very grateful for the family I grew up in. I'm very grateful for the family that we have together. Let's talk about how we can support families. I have one idea okay. I want to share that I think it's really easy to be critical. I think we're we, human nature is we immediately notice what's wrong. So I've tried anytime I go out in public and I see, you know, an adult with children to smile, to acknowledge the fact that children are a blessing. You know, our, our society would come to a screeching halt if no one wanted to have children anymore. So I'm grateful to adults who are willing to be to raise children. And it may not necessarily be their biological child. Maybe they married the parent of this child or adopted the child. But I am very grateful to adults who see the value of children and are willing to make that time commitment to raise them. And I think that they need much more encouragement than criticism. You know, the ideal situation is when there are two parents. Do you remember when we were raising our kids and we could tag team? You know, you, you'd had it, I, you, I, I could take over, you could take a break. And then when I'd had it, you could step in and I took a break. My admiration is great for those adults who for whatever reason are raising children alone. Yeah, in this day of an age of divorce and, and disinterest and things like that, the, there are a lot of families that get in that kind of a position. And uh, we've even known a number of people that ended up raising their grandchildren because their children We're decided do it. Yeah. either couldn't physically do it, uh, financially do it, or mentally, emotionally couldn't handle parenthood. And rather than being judgmental about that and saying they're wrong, that's bad, I see it as much more beneficial and helpful to be supportive, to accept that they're doing their best, and to have a kind word. You know, just a smile and a beautiful children, and just, uh, just give them something positive. There have been some times when I've been in, in a checkout line at the grocery store and uh, the person in front of me is a harried parent with trying to get the, the goods on the, the counter so that it can be checked out and maybe a child that's not necessarily in the best spirits. And I just, I enjoy trying to engage the kid 
in something that will distract them from any negativity and get them smiling. And yeah, for, in the presence of the parents, so absolutely. they're not worried about. I'm yeah. not. Uh -huh. I'm not trying to interrupt their family. I'm just trying to support them. And, and if you have a neighbor, and you know they're they're getting stressed out, maybe offer to take the children on an outing as extended family members. I know as we were raising our children, both of our parents were wonderful grandparents and taught our children, would take the time and effort to teach our children many useful skills. Absolutely. And your, your dad would teach kids how to do things and uh, take them on horseback rides and all kinds of things like that when we visit. And he would do that with neighbor kids, too. Uh, yeah. I remember that. And that's one thing that we should encourage in our society is to get back to the feeling, even if not the fact, of smaller, more friendly neighborhoods where people actually know who lives next door. And they talk to them and they're friends. You know, they don't have to really get along, but... If, if your next door neighbor is a total stranger and you don't know anything about them, then you're going to worry if your kids go out and play and stray into their yard, what's going to happen to your kid. But if you know your neighbors, get out and talk to them. And, in, and you might find that your neighbor would love nothing more than for your children to stop by and say hello. That could brighten your neighbor's day. Or they may have some kids and they need you to help out occasionally. We can be good neighbors. We can strengthen families. Of course, there are many challenges in families. The biggest one probably being communication. And we'll be addressing that in future episodes. But for today, our goal was just to point out the benefits of family life. We need families. We need to support families. We need to do what we can to strengthen them. Build each other up. It'll make our world a better place. And guaranteed, every family is going to have some rough times. But every family pulling together can get through them. That's right. I love that. Let's end on that. And let's wish everyone, hope you have a great day. Make it so. Thank you for listening. Leave your comments, questions, and requests for future topics on our website, InSupportOfFamilies.com.